Hey everyone, welcome back to Real Estate Horror Stories. I'm Alex Manilov. I had a burp at the, at the worst time. <laughs> uh, and I'm Kevin McKenna. Maybe, maybe we just leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to Real Estate Horror Stories. Uh, this week, episode three, we have a special guest finally, Ivala Manilov, um, also my father. and um, Daddy to you. Daddy. And we're going to be uh, talking about a story of a murdered tenant. Ooh. Ooh. Dun, 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 dun. Criminal minds. <laughs> so this is this is a good one. Um, I remember when it happened, I think, when I was in high school, and I kind of got like a brief... Probably younger. Probably younger, yeah. I think I got like a brief synopsis of it, but... Tell us, um, well, first introduce yourself to the people. Hey, everyone. Ivailo uh, Manalov. What do you do? Not connecting to Barry Manalov. <laughs> um, I own a mortgage company. I do mortgages. I've been for a couple decades. And for fun, I also own some pro rental properties. Also for a couple decades. And, you know, there's some stories that always go with them. Of course, of course. So this, this property in particular, it's uh, behind UCF, right? This is, yeah, it's on the east side of town. It's in uh, Waterford Lakes. Okay. Actually a pretty nice neighborhood. When did you get it? Bought this house probably early 2000s, maybe like 2003, 4, oh, somewhere so there. Pre-crash. Pre-crash, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, new construction, actually. I bought it brand yeah. new. Oh. Nice. If I remember, it was a pretty good deal, too. I think I want to say I paid like in the 160s for it. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> two-story, two-story, tile roof. It's yeah. a beautiful home. Four bedrooms, two and a half baths. Do you, but, still, do you still own it? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's cleaned up now. Yeah, you know, uh, we don't I, have, like, I you know, you know yeah. chalk, you know. It's been a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> repainted, recarpeted. You yeah, know. never know. You never know. And, you know, we don't tell this to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> until now. <laughs> yes, until now. So, We're not going to mention names. No, no names, yeah. no addresses. Um, so... When, when about did this happen? Like how many years after the house? So I want to say this was probably 2012, maybe 2013. So the home was still relatively new, you know, like seven, eight years old. Mm -hmm. Still very nice house, very nice neighborhood, family, people everywhere. Now, were they long-term renters or? They were college kids. Okay. You know, but that's nothing wrong, you know. Yeah. I, I own a lot of properties on the east side, and, you know, a lot of my tenants are college kids, you know. All backed and, by their parents, it's nice. Yeah, 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 and, you know, never really have any problems until you have a problem. <laughs> so, yeah, it, uh, you know, it, it, I didn't expect it. They were there, I want to say, for probably a good couple of years. Oh, and, so they were there already? Yeah, yeah, no, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't new. They were there two, maybe three years. And paying, you know, paying, I mean, no no issues, never, neighbors didn't complain, the HO never complained, they took care of the house, until they didn't. <laughs> so, so how guys, did, you guys want to hear the story? Yeah, how did this unfold, you know? So here's, you know, I mean, I, I, it's been a while, so you're going to have to bear with me here, let, yeah. let, let, you know, I'll, I'll walk you through it. So it was a, a Sunday afternoon, no, morning, Sunday morning, just sitting on my back patio, you know, just having my coffee. I remember getting a call from a buddy of mine, actually the guy that sold me the house. You know, he, he got me into buying rental properties like in the early 2000s and, you know, I, I, he bought with me, you know, so we, we both had properties in, in the same communities. And so it happens that he had two, just like I did in that, and I still do in that same community. So I get a call from him, I'm just sitting on my back porch, just having my coffee and he's like, hey man, um, your house on such and such street, you know, is it is it rented? I'm like... Yeah, it's rented. Yeah. What kind of question is that? It's like, well, it's. I think there was a shooting in it. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, man? It's, the community has one street, you know, so there's like 
60 homes on that one. You know, it's a, yeah. just a big loop. I'm like, there's a lot of homes on that street, man. Like, why would it be my house? He's like, I don't know, man. I, I you know, for some reason, the way I, I read it, he read it, in, I guess, on the Sentinel, you know, I just, it, the story, you know, broke right out. He read it online or whatever. That's where I read it. It sounded like your house. I'm like, you fool, man. They're like, why? Well, how are you? I call the tenants. I'm like, yeah, of course, you know. So I started dialing. They're not picking up. This is like, you know, 9 a.m. on a Sunday. You know, college kids, I figured they party, you know, no big yeah. deal. So I leave every one of them. There's four of them. I leave every one messages. 11 o'clock rolls around, no call. 12 o'clock, I'm like, damn, that doesn't look good. <laughs> so I started dialing again. Leave this time a little more of an urgent message. I'm like, hey, call me. Or I'm coming out there. So probably about an hour later, I get a call from one of them. Say, hey, I'm like, they're like, what's going on? I'm like, I overheard some rumors, you know? Like, you want to tell me what happened there last night? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you tell me what I mean. And, you know, I can tear the pause. I'm like, uh-oh. That does not sound good. He's like, so listen, man, you know, we had a little bit of a party. And, you know, I got somewhat out of control. There might have been an incident. Might like, have been. Might like, what do you mean it might have been an incident? He's like, well, we think a gun went off. I'm like, we think. I'm like, shut the hell up, dude. <laughs> dude that, this, is, this is not a, a 20,000 square foot home. If a gun went off, you're going to know it. He's like, yeah, a gun went off. I'm like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. And did somebody get hurt? He's like, one of our friends got injured. You know, they took him to the hospital. I'm like, what happened? They're like, we don't know many of the details, you know, but apparently, you know, we just we had a party and these kids just, we didn't even know them walked in. We had no idea who they were. And they got into an argument with one of our friends that was playing a video game over the video game. They wanted to oh play the video game and, you know, the guy refused. said, dude, get the hell out of here. I'm assuming maybe some alcohol was involved, maybe some drugs. Who knows? Well, I guess the guy pulled a gun and said... I want to play this game. I want to shoot you. And the kid said, no, you're not. And the guy shot him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, getting shot over playing Call of Duty, that's, that's, that's gamers. That's gamers. tough. Yeah. And, and unfortunately for the kid, you know, 20-year-old, he passed on the way to the hospital. Wow. So at that time, they said they did not know that. Of course, you know, I had to talk to the detectives. I mean, you know, like, you know, the, then the story came out in the, in the newspaper, on, online. So I was able to, you know, read more about it. Apparently, the little party was like 100 people rager in this 2,000 square foot home, you know, spilling out on the streets and, you know, people coming from everywhere. It was end of the school year. So whatever, they were just decided they're going to have a bash, even though the list clearly states no partying is allowed, but. Right, I mean, they figure they're gonna get the away. Kids, yeah. They're gonna get away with it, and they figure they'll clean up, and nothing's gonna happen. But in this case, it didn't. You know, somebody got shot and got killed. It, uh, it. Um, obviously, I had to, you know, not renew the lease. So yeah, yeah, I had to cancel that lease immediately. Yeah. I had to move out immediately. But, um, but sadly, I mean, the, yeah, the, the the kid was not one of my tenants. One of their friends, you know, lost yeah. lost his life, and you know. Of course, you know, they decided, you know, they're going to try to sue. I mean, this went on for years. But so what were what were they suing on? Like, what? Well, I mean, so, you know, you know, anytime something like this majorly happens, you know, the first thing they do is they call an attorney, you know. So, of, yeah, course, of course, they contact an attorney. I get a call from an attorney. And, of course, they want to see. The first thing any attorney asks for is your insurance policies. And I'm like, oh, here we go. 
So I said, I mean, I had the regular insurance policy, which had a $300,000 liability, but I also have an umbrella policy with a $5 million liability. And that's for all the rentals, right? All the rentals, but it is per rental property. It's up to $5 million per property okay. for a oh, maximum okay. of $5 million. So yeah. they could sue for the full $300,000 plus the additional $5 million. Oh, wow. Okay. They're suing the insurance company, not yeah, suing yeah. me. Yeah. Um, I'm like, yeah, here we go, you know. So I sent it to them, and this is where having a good umbrella policy pays off. <laughs> the, the ne- they never made it to court, never made it anywhere. But I saw the communication between their attorney and the attorneys on the umbrella policy. And by the way, their offices were like New York, Los Angeles, Tokyo, uh, London. Uh, I mean, just all over the world, you know, the big law firm. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, these umbrella companies are not, you know, they don't mess around. They're not just going to write a check. And these guys were shocked. They pretty much said, you know, they, they were trying to state that I did not provide a safe living environment. Well, there's nothing, you know, that it, was, it wasn't my fault. They decided to have a party. But of yeah. course, that's yeah. the only thing they can grab onto. And, you know, as we stated, they, all the locks on the doors worked. The, the, the small detectors worked. The window locks worked. Everything in the home to secure the property worked. What didn't work is them having a 100% rager, which the lease clearly stated they could not. But, you know, it went for a good, I want to say a good three years. Really? They, yeah, they, they wanted to keep trying, but never made it to trial. So it was the tenants that were suing, of course, right? Well, the, no, the kid that got killed, his family. His family? Yeah. That makes yeah. no sense. Well, well, I mean, who else well, I, mean I know, but like, you know, it's that, not. The, the kids, there. you know, the, 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 the tenants there, you know. The, the, what were they going to get from them? Yeah, they're going to yeah. try to go after something. I mean, I'm assuming they went and asked for everybody's insurance policy, yeah. but a rental policy is not going to have any kind of, you know, maybe twenty, thirty thousand liability, not five million. No, yeah. So they're going to go after something they can get some real money. Jesus. And it it went for a while. So pretty much after it happened and they moved out immediately, what what did you do with the house? Oh, I had to strip it. Really? Oh, well, first of all, we couldn't. I mean, I, I had to stay. Oh, was it a crime scene? It was, yeah. yeah. Okay. They taped it off. I mean, so I think it was for about, it was probably for about a week that we couldn't, you know, we couldn't enter the premises. And then after, you know, <clears throat> after that, I mean, they closed the case. I believe they did catch, you know, the, the shooter. Mm-hmm. And I think he ended up getting, like, life in prison. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, also, also, I think, actually, I think that kid was 19. Wow. I mean, so his life is, I mean, Ruined. gone. I mean, yeah. it's... I don't think he, I mean, I, I don't know the details as much as guess, but I don't think he was, you know, he, he, was, he would be up for parole till he was like 70 okay. or something, if ever. I mean, it was something ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, so he, you know, I mean, his life is gone. You know, the poor kid, you know, is dead. I mean, over stupid, yeah, alcohol and drugs, you know. But, but yeah, so after, after the police let us into the home, we had to strip it down. I mean, carpets, paints, uh, I mean, appliances, just... I think it was a appliances too. I had to rip everything out. I was just a mess. Plus, I just I felt weird. You know, I mean, I probably yeah. could have cleaned them, but I felt weird. Yeah. I had to just strip yeah. it down to the to the basically to the bones. Um, yeah, at, at that point, a buddy of mine, a contractor, um, my neighbor too, he did the renovation. I mean, I want to say it cost like I was. I mean, I was back in the day too. I want to say it cost like forty grand to do it. I mean, it was wow. a lot of money. Wow. When you think about, it, I paid like. I we'll say like one sixty eight for the house. Yeah. yeah. So I basically a third is what I had to, you know, of the total cost of the home what I had to put into it to, you know, to get it cleaned up. 
Oh my and God. insurance doesn't cover that. No, <laughs> there's no, no there's yeah. no shooters insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you know, lesson learned. So what do you, what do you do now, like from this whole experience? What do you do differently, I guess, with your college rentals? Because I know you, you know it's bunch. you know it's I mean it, you know it's one of those things. I mean it could happen, right? I mean it's never happened again, and I hope it never happens again. I mean. Um, I do have a management company now that manages all of them. Um, so they're a little, they do a little, they, they have the time, that's their job, right? I mean, so they do a what little more Infinity? research. In, yeah. Oh. So Infinity, Infinity manages it, you know, Tamara and Chris, um, manages them all. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, you know, it was my, my part-time thing, you know, so I run a credit report and, you know, if the credit report looked good, fine. If it didn't, you know, get the parents to call sign. Now they do, you know, more in-depth, you know, they look at, all the income, they look at the background checks, you know, they, they do a lot more than just run a credit report. Yeah. Uh, so that helps, you mm -hmm. know, to, to eliminate it. And, you know, we've, you know, we've started, I mean, you can't, you can't really eliminate young college kids, right? We are in a college town, you yeah. know, but we try to get somebody that's a little more mature that, you know, pot, you know, possibly have jobs, even though they're part-time, mm -hmm. but, you know, show the responsibility. They're do not just going their, to, Do you check what they're majoring for? Ever? You know, that's a good question. I don't know if they do. Um, I'm assuming, but I'm not sure that makes a difference. Well, you know, I'd rather have an engineer than a gender studies major. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but when it comes to getting shot, I don't think that really matters too much. But, uh, <laughs> correct. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're all going to get, you know, shot the same exact way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know if they do or not, honestly. No. Uh -huh. But I mean, is the risk of owning rental properties. Now, this is obviously, this is an extreme. This yeah. is the, the, I mean, I have lots of horror stories, but this is like the top of the top. What's like another brief one? I remember when I was a kid, we had, you. I think you either just got the house or you had tenants moving out. And I think we moved the fridge or something like that. And all those cockroaches came oh, out. Cockroaches, you know, I mean, feces, you know, just, I mean, you know, I bought all brand new homes. So the first time this happens to a brand new house, it hurts. Do you do you always renovate them when they're, when they're that bad, like to the bones? You don't have a choice, yeah. Right? I mean, it, it, you got to get the smell out, and I mean, you got to clean them out. I mean, people, people are animals, man. People live like pigs. <laughs> it's. I mean, we had yeah, we had a house with the German cockroaches. I mean, those to get rid oh, of. Those are like the big, the, the, the big, small ones. Oh, the small ones. But they are everywhere, and they are they are tough to kill. Yeah, like tent the house. You don't have to tent it, but my I remember that time my pest guy had to I had to be there for like a week every day. He oh, just wow. keeps spraying, keeps spraying, keeps spraying, and we keep cleaning it and spray. I mean, it just tough. It's tough. It's tough. You gotta, you know, you, when you have rental problems, you gotta be careful with the tenant. I mean, and and you know, I I was like I said, I was you know busy working, so this was more of a hey, let's just get it rented to the next one, just keep it renting. You know, the best thing is just get it to a management company. You pay the percentage and let them take care of it. That's what they yeah. do for a living, right? Exactly. And then you, you eliminate all the headaches. Not all the headaches, but 90% of the headaches. So with your management companies or management company and how you, your relationship with them for the people who are watching and don't know or listening and don't know, how do you go about approving tenants and renovations and just managing the property? Like how, what is your responsibility of it all like what do you have to approve 
Well, I mean, really, once you turn the property over to a management company, you don't really... Everybody sets them differently. Mm-hmm. So if it's a major renovation, obviously, I got to approve the whole thing. You know, people set a limit. Some, some will say anything over $500 uh, of repairs needs approval. Some, some owners want any approval for any spending. Uh, mine, you know, really, I've kind of given them a green light to do whatever they feel is right. But obviously, if it's a, you know, if it's a ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollar renovation, you know, it, it goes through yeah, me. You know, but but yeah. I mean, that's what I pay for, right? To be, you know, <clears throat> to manage it, so I don't have to be in a day to day basis. Um, you know, I mean, clean up. You know, when you turn over, you know, that touch up paint, you got to change light bulbs. You know, clean up. I mean, all this minor stuff they do on their own and just take care of it. That's it's pretty good. It's you know, the idea is to be. Hands off. I mean, yeah, that's, that's yeah. why they collect the fees, so then you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. And if you have a good property management company, that's how it should be. But at what point should someone hire a property manager? You know, you know. I mean, I think at a point where they don't feel comfortable managing their own properties, you know. But I mean, generally, once you get into, I would say, five plus homes, it becomes a, a full time job. And unless you have a good system, then I'd say it, it makes sense to hire a management company. They they generally get you more more rent per month. Mm-hmm. They'll get you better tenants, and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it's it's a, to me it's a no brainer. I wish I'd done it years ago, but it took <laughs> me like a decade to figure it out. <laughs> well, and at that point, you probably had over ten. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well over. And what about so even the ones you split with Chris? I imagine too. He's obviously managing them. He manages those, yeah, yeah. and collects. You know, I mean, even though he owns half of it, he still he collects the management fee. Well, I mean, it's deal. fair, right? I mean, yeah. he, he's got to yeah. put it, he's got to put in the work. That's I mean, he's going to do it for free. Uh huh. <laughs> so, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a it's a fun it's a fun hobby. Hobby, hobby, <laughs> not a job. Hobby. Yeah, not a job. <laughs> well, if you do it right, it could be a, right now. It's a yeah. hobby. You know, it used to yeah. be a job. <laughs> oh God. So. All right. All right. Well, I think. I think we're good. good. Yeah, hey, there you guys have nice it. My murder, my murder story. To the, to the <laughs> point. Yeah, now we have to get uh, we'll have to get you and Chris on here to tell us tell us a story between you two. I'm sure you guys have. Oh, a one. we got plenty of stories. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, folks. It was a pretty short episode, I think, compared to the first two. But a murder tenant. A murder tenant. There you have it. Never know when it's going to happen. Um, make sure to subscribe and like the podcast on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify or anywhere else where you can get podcasts, please do share it with everyone else. Um, we're trying to pump those numbers up and join us next week where we're going to have another friend of ours, Mr. Wendell on the podcast. Mr. Wendell Wendell is also a uh, real estate investor with Evilo and they've, they've done some, some deals. I think maybe purchases together, right? Oh, we've done. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got, he, he was telling us some good stories the other day and I told him to hold the phone and uh, <laughs> join us on the podcast. So be here next week. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's yeah. a great you guy. You guys got to have to play the song. Oh, we're going to, yeah, it'll be the intro. You'll have to buy the rights for that. <laughs> <laughs> so join us next week and uh, we'll see you then. See you guys. Bye. Bye-bye.